what it is. Nice show. What is this? Episode four? Five. Episode five, bro. We flying. That's a celebration, Boom. man. That's a celebration. Episode five. We, we it's a milestone. Yeah. Yo, we got a special guest tonight. My homeboy, William Cross. Old friend. Still friends, man. We've been kicking uh, it since 2014. 2014, baby. Went through a lot of bullshit together. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> Welcome, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. How you been, man? Anytime. Oh, uh, been doing all right, man. Just uh, living everyday life, making money, paying bills, so on and mm. so forth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What about you, Keen, man? How you been, bro? I mean, you know, these last few days have been kind of rough, but it just kind of, you know, you, you, you just kind of accept whatever goes on and, and move forward. And you know what else? Something that I've learned is very important through 27 years is that sometimes shit is going to be fucked up, but what is very, very, very important in those times is that you don't lose your routines because yeah. the second that you start falling off on your routines you start to let yourself slip into a dangerous space yeah man I, I that's feel facts like, yeah no i i agree a hundred percent man so is it has it been like work related uh you, you don't have to go too deep into it but yeah has it been like work related as far as like what's been uh, kind of bullshit. So I, I would say for me, it's been more stuff that happens in my personal life that has a negative impact on my work. And then it becomes like a, like a negative feedback loop. Like one makes the other one fucked up. So then the other one's fucked up. Now it makes this other shit fucked up. And it just makes everything hard to process, you know? Yeah. But then, been done. What were you saying? No, I said been there, been done that. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, like no, I would just say that in, in those times, you know, it, it's important to accept that you know sometimes life is trash and it just is what it is. But you gotta, you gotta maintain whatever, whatever things that allow you to feel normal. Yeah. You know, and, and maintain your health and all that shit. You got to keep those routines up. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, it's definitely important to keep. And th- that's why I think, like, it goes back to our other episode where we were talking about why it's important to have, like, just uh, have a creative mind, you know, to keep your, to keep your just energy positive through those kinds of yeah. times, especially. And you know, Will, Will over here, man. I mean, you you've been through a lot of shit through the past years. You were in Army Infantry, so <clears throat> you went through a lot of uh, toxic. Uh, you know, I know you were kind of feeling in in the dark for a while, man. So I mean, I know you believe know. me. I I could tell you both many stories of my time and three years in the Army Infantry. I'm telling you, and when you have negative things going on at home, as as long as you're you know, separated. Like I was, I'm still across the globe. And I was across the globe in the army. And a difference between today and when I was in the army, won't go too depth in depth, but uh, it's 
been more positive since I've been out of the army compared to when I was in the army because all you have is just people telling you what to do constantly in a negative way and it kind of just puts a, a big damper on what, how you feel, what your motivations are, your goals, and it doesn't do you any well. That's why I kind of thought, hey, this is not working out for me. I might as well just get myself out of this and move along. That's all I could do. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's hard, man, especially like when you're in like one of those kinds of environments to where you can't really go back to like for where I'm in or for where I am, for example, right now, it's like I feel like it's so important to keep like to stay away from negative energy because like for me it's like we're we're in a deployed environment where you can't just go home and just like vent to anybody or uh just uh you just go from work to basically your own tent you know and there's like no privacy so it's kind of hard to you know maintain that positive energy so you got to definitely like stay away from anything negative exactly yeah aren't too far from each other by the way y'all are both in europe so that's pretty funny. oh work yeah. yep i'm in germany oh that's what's up hell yeah what you got going out there well i just got out of the army just last year in april and right now i'm uh getting integrated into the german society right now i'm working a simple job half time and going to mm-hmm. uh language school nice that's yeah. what's up man i got my uncle lives out there and um you know he Went to college in Pennsylvania and then got married to a German woman. And then wow, said, I'm, I'm out. I'm moving to Germany and I'm just going to ask where my life is going to be. He's been out there for almost 10 years. So. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome, right? I mean, that's kind of where simple. Where does he live, if I may ask? Um, I don't know the city because I just don't know German like geography that well or whatever you call it. Oh, that's so it's, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll find out, and I'll, 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 I'll talk about it next time. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, like I mean, hopefully, when all this you know stuff ends, we could all meet up over there, man. And oh, for sure. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yes, sir. Okay, so anyway, so we got we got introductions to. Well, first of all, first of all, Isaiah, how, how are you? How been? How's your mental health? What kind uh, of space are you currently in? Yeah, right same old, same old, man. Just been, I mean, I'm good, you know, still out where I'm at, working. Uh, just been working out and doing my thing, just keeping my mind stimulated. And, you know, that's that's actually the most important thing for me right now, just keeping my mind positive because, you know, like I, like I was saying before, before you uh, got cut off was, uh, you know, I just think here it's just really important to keep my mind positive because you know i don't have it's not like how it was whenever we were hanging out to where like you know had a shitty week of work and then i can you know go chill over your house with all the other bros and just right. you know it's not like that out here it's like you work and you work <laughs> and that's <laughs> you know you don't have nothing to combat it with you just gotta do this thing and how you take care of yourself that's just on you so True facts. I gotta say, man, on that on that thought, you know, Nebraska was one of the best moments for my mind in my life. Like things were great up there. It was, dude. Um, honestly, like I mean, I'm not. Yeah. 
I mean, like I said, it's really just about the people around. And matter of fact, um, that was the same way in Pensacola, man. Uh, for me and no. because uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I was actually in a dark place out there as well, to where it was like I think it was kind of worse than Nebraska, dude. It was like wow, we were, uh, Pensacola. If you, you know where Pensacola, it's like northern Florida, so it's like that's the don't one. ever live there. Yeah, <laughs> part. <laughs> So, yeah, that's where we were, man. And, you know, me and Will went through a lot of the same bullshit, which is why we kind of linked up, man. And, you know, um, mm. we it was kind of a similar thing. It was uh, we just used to talk about how shitty it was and it actually became cool because we were just similar people and it just made everything, right. you know. And, you know, we, we played football together, which was really the bullshit we were going through. Yep. <laughs> which, <laughs> Which me, what brings me to my first question for you, Justin, man. Have you, uh, have you ever dealt with like, like a coach, like ruining your your dreams of like football or any sport? You know, have wrong. you ever like uh, <laughs> an experience to where like you felt like you seen a coach just ruin something for uh, a player? Um. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I gotta, yeah, definitely. I got, I got something to say about that for sure. Cause so, like in my high school, um, I'm not gonna claim that my high school was like, you know, the most competitive high school in the world. Like we consistently made the playoffs, but we were never really like champions. Well, hey, and guess what? Right? We didn't make a playoffs at all. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already better than <laughs> But um, you know, but the thing is though, we had we had players that were better than what the team was, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, it's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Same with us. Right. I feel like a lot of times that happens in, in programs that underachieve because it's like you can have really good players. Like, because, okay, check this out, right? I, I have this thing that I think about football and basketball is that in basketball, really good players can overcome a bad, like, organizational structure. Because you only have five players on the court at a time, but football is totally different. Like you have so many players and so many people that are contributing to that football team that just yeah. having a few star players is not really going to make that big of a difference if the whole organization is trash. You know? Right. But anyway, talking about my particular situation, you know, we had a few players, man, that, that were nice. Like, you know, this dude, Cameron Gusbeth, he absolutely should have been, probably should have been in the NFL. But at the time when we were in high school and stuff, you know, he's been accumulating all this tape for all this amount of time. And, and it's the head coach's responsibility to contact college coaches, send tape, all that kind of stuff. And so all of us assumed that he was doing that and the whole time he wasn't. So even though there were division one colleges looking at various players, Cameron being one of the main ones, you know, they never got any tape, so they lost interest, right? So so then you, you fast forward. Now, like in my case, I had D1 looks and I, I kind of took it more into my own hands of like me being in contact with coaches and with school and stuff like that. But actually what stopped me from continuing wasn't coaching. It was like societal context. So to be specific, you know, around that time. So I was a junior in high school in 2008 yep. and uh, I was talking to this college called Baylor, which is in Texas. 
Yeah. Oh wow, Waco. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, a yeah. School. That's a good college, man. Right. Yeah. And so I, I was in communication with them. You know, they're sending me all this information. I'm coordinating shit. So then, around the time when Obama gets elected, um, what ends up happening is when he gets elected, they start hanging nooses all around the campus. And oh, wow. I'm. I mean, I'm not really gonna get into politics and shit. I'm not the big, I'm not the biggest Obama like fan because I don't really like any of these politicians, if I'm honest. But because of, of the fact that you had a, a a colored president, and then you see nooses everywhere, I feel like that probably isn't gonna be the safest environment for me. That's what I ended up feeling like. I think I remember <laughs> seeing that, but yeah, no, that's crazy, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So anyway, that's that what took me out. It wasn't really coaching. It was just the schools that I was talking to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that that definitely, I mean, that definitely is a, a game changer and that would be a game changer for me. I mean, that's basically like just saying anybody black don't come here. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be into that either, man. No. Uh, but something you stuck out, uh, something that stuck out to me that you said was when you were talking about uh, one of the, how like in football, you know, a star player, it, like being one star player, isn't going to work for the whole team. Right. And yeah, that's that's kind of the experience. Um, we had that. Yeah, we we, had- we definitely had that experience yeah. where we were. So uh, we had uh, the school we went to actually produced a lot of good players, man. I mean, we had mm-hmm. uh, you know Derek Brooks came from our school. Oh shit. Yeah, and I don't know if you know who Alex Leatherwood is, but he's. He's a he's a big name in football right now. They just he plays for Alabama and he they just won the uh, national championship, right? Wait, they won yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they yeah. won the national championship. So, yeah, if I had, guy, if I guy, had, oh my bad, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, this guy was in my homeroom class and everything. It was oh, kind of crazy seeing him. Uh, it's kind of crazy seeing him on TV like that. <laughs> so it was like, damn, I used right. to just talk to this guy everywhere. But anyways, like it, it was, I just think. It's sad to see like a lot of dreams crushed by just like when it comes to coaching, like bias, you know? Ugh. So like, I mean, I remember one summer, my junior year, man, I was, I would, I could kind of honestly say as far as like receivers and like all the skilled players, man, I, I would say I was working <laughs> the hardest out of everybody. Coach fucking Smith, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was there, I was there <clears throat> for summer practice every day. And I just remember this one guy, they called him Juice. Uh, he was <laughs> he was the star that's, of our team. That's the worst said, nickname of all time. I'm just gonna say <laughs> Yeah, I forgot why they called him that, but yeah, no, I, I used yeah, this guy was like, was like fam, like let's let's be clear, bro. Juice is a murderer. <laughs> Juice <laughs> Juice killed two people. <laughs> you know, hey, look, I, I you know, yeah, he, he wasn't I don't know why they called him that. I forgot it was some it was something corny, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, I remember this guy was taking pictures at the beach every day while we were all okay. at practice, and our he coach, was still starved. Yeah, our coach was mm. just like, all right, when he gets back, he's not playing. The day we had our scrimmage was like the day of like the last day of summer practice. The day this guy comes in, they put him in, they suit him up. I mean, this guy mm. came in with like tan lines flip-flops like he just came straight from <laughs> i mean it's, oh, yeah. like, it's like hey guys you see his 
Yeah, you see like his sunglasses tan marked, and you're just like, wow. And they suit him up, and he's right on the field playing. Wow. You was- know something? I, I got to say this. So, in comparison to good high school <clears throat> programs, Burger Team Washington was a football program that primarily, primarily produced high egos, and it did nothing for us but just lose and, and made people and, go and against and each which, other. And which is what I was going to say, man. I mean, situations like that, yeah, it only, it only creates bigger egos because even with him, it was – that was what it was you know he was just the guy who would you know i remember i remember when i was uh saw he played with my brother too and there was a game he walked out so i mean yeah i mean these guys they know that they're gonna be playing at the end of the day and you know it just sucks to see man and then you get versus the guys who actually work hard who who really want it man and Mm. they don't get to go nowhere with it you know and it definitely taught me, you know, how life is unfair. Uh, well, you know what? I, I do got to say this because one, I think one thing that you said in there that's really important is talking about, you know, what it, 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 it's leading to the concept of development because that's what these high school programs are for. They're to develop right. young men and young or young or young young teenagers into into adult men and women like functional members of society and then but right. when you when you at that early of a stage are teaching this lesson that yeah you know what I, you know because you're really good at football you can just kind of do whatever you want go wherever you want you're still gonna be able right. to cross exactly. i mean guess what that shit doesn't really work in the real world like it works it like if, you know if you make it to the nfl yeah you'll probably get some level of star treatment and all that shit but let's be honest, based on the numbers, chances are you won't. Even if you're good enough, you probably won't be able to maintain the health necessary. You might, the lifestyle might trip you up, all type of shit might trip you up. So what's more important is that we teach these young kids how to be functional adults, as opposed to trying to make sure that this program is successful right now. Right. Like these kids, these kids have 90 more years of life to look at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and it's, the coaches aren't even thinking about that. It's like they just thinking about their own ego. Like, oh man, I want to look good as a coach, and it, it, it's actually, yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, I couldn't have put it in a better way. And then even that person who's a star player, you know, they're gonna go through life thinking that, you know, they're gonna go through life cocky, thinking that things should be handed to them. Karma will come for them in the end, though. That doesn't mean they're going to go all the way successful until they die, you know? Right. That's true. That's a fact. I mean, especially if you never have to actually work for it. Um, Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good good for morale. Yeah, man, it's, you know, I mean, that that was one thing about our program that would suck. That would suck. It was just, yeah, these guys could just, as long as they were the flashiest player, man, you know, they got, you know, if they're getting talked about around school, oh, yeah. You know, that's that was just the way our coach would find a way to just put them in the game. Man. And, right. You know, it, ruined, it ruined a lot of ruined a lot of dreams for a lot of people. Because mm, you never got many, many people else that was actually trying to put in the work. Right. 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 But I yeah. mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, really, I feel like out of the things I've learned from it, I definitely learned yeah good work ethic from it you know because even nowadays it's like i i just know how to face adversity from that you know and 
I, I just at the job, you know, just to stay calm and just keep coming in. It just taught me good, about it taught me about resilience. resilience. Yeah. A good lesson from that, Isaiah, and this is something I can also mention to you about. Not only you'll learn this kind of situation where whenever you work very hard for something that you want, you're not going to get all the attention you think you're going to get because you know why? You're both in the military and I was too. We all know this. There are people who actually work hard in the military who don't even get recognized for what they do. And then there's people that are lazy and all they do is suck up to their <laughs> boss and they get whatever they want. Oh, God, dude. True facts. <laughs> that is that is 100% facts, man. Dude, trust me. I see it all the freaking time. I've seen it too much in the army, man. And I'm telling you, it makes me mad. But all I had to do, man, was just like, hey, focus on my own path, man. Like, yeah. why, why do I even care what they get? It's just a silly award that you put on your uniform or something. Yeah. Don't you guys just hate suck-ups, man? Like, I just, Yes. That, that, <laughs> dude, that is one of the worst things you could deal with that, like, a workplace, man, is a brown nose, man. Shit. Dealt with them for a long-ass time, man. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, see, this is what I'm saying, because this this goes for almost any human system that we've developed for the sake of organizing a large, especially people that are coming from different languages, different culture and stuff like that. You have this group of people over here because you see this in college, too. Like, like, for example, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but, you know, when people are talking about stuff like affirmative action. One of the things you hear a lot is, right. well, shouldn't it just be based on merit and hard work? And you hear a lot of people from, because affirmative action, let's be clear, it's not really a thing anymore, but like in the 60s, 70s, it was pretty big. And even a lot of people would, would say, well, I would rather get to where I got based on hard work and merit than something like affirmative action. And it's like, okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. that's that's fine. That's totally fine. Like you have that group over there, but then you also have this other group over here for example, that plenty of people lie about all that stuff, exaggerate and, and that kind of thing. And so that group of people may be more important to the health of the systems that we develop because those people expose the weaknesses in it as long as you're actually looking at the way that they are navigating these systems you know so so mm. if you're if you're honest about the situation and you look at the way that they're that that group of people is able to experience the benefits of a hard worker without working hard then you can take that and actually improve the system that you're all engaging in if you're that interested mm. i'm not that interested you just, you just blew my mind yeah. with this kind of analogy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, I think that's a lot of experience in the military, man. You know, I think it's, I think, it, I think, it, especially like in the situations where, and I feel like it's kind of a way of saying like it's about who you know mm. and not about what you mm. know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of truth to that. it is. Mm -hmm. I, I think another problem is, is I think what the military usually forgets when it comes to people recognizing people for their hard work and their dedication, I think they forget what the status quo is, like a standard, mm. like basically standards are just thrown out the window because if you literally are going to follow someone's footsteps and what they're doing, what makes you think that's going to be right even though they have so much power? 
Yeah, it's very true, man. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean that's that's why it's so important to have good leadership, man. You know, uh, you know, I, I think it's just always important to have somebody that can keep that kind of stuff in check. You know, not afraid to uh, stand up against it, man. It's yeah. true, but then again, there's a lot of leadership that doesn't have equality. That's the problem with this. They don't treat every bit of their subordinates equally. They treat two or three people, maybe more importantly, like it's their favorites. And then you have the lower people who don't get treated equally. Like they'll just get bitched at or screamed at or <laughs> do push-ups, you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Yeah, like, that's, just how, that's just how it works. What's, what I think is really funny about that that you just brought up, William, is that they, it's it's like, uh, you know where a lot of this stuff comes from? It's, it comes from the fact that a lot of people, This and this is honestly what the original conversation we were talking about with football, that's like the perfect introduction to this because there are a lot of people that never actually escape their mind frame that they had in high school and then it's you true enter the real world, oh yeah you enter the real world and you're still dealing with that same mindset and then that impacts you and everybody it's very juvenile mm-hmm. it's a very juvenile thinking that's that's a good way of explaining it because honestly when you think like a high schooler all you think is just like you have freedom because you're not with your parents or something like that mm-hmm. you just got put into the world and you're still thinking like a young child mm-hmm. even though you're free and you can literally think on your own and actually become a good person in society right. but what you're doing is you're just being a control freak for people to do for your benefit right. not for everyone's benefit that's the problem mm-hmm. okay. yeah that's very true man yeah man it's yeah i mean it's scary to see man i mean when you see people from high school just you know they they never grow up man i mean I, like like when you look at your old people like who kind of never grown up out of it you look back at it and you're just like man dude i'm glad i left <laughs> glad, glad i grew up it's, <laughs> you know it's like it's one of the things that scared me back when we were in high school i was afraid to be that man but, uh, the person that was stuck you know yeah the person that was stuck man i mean you see, i mean i feel like we used to see that in nebraska all the time man just, <clears throat> i feel like that's what it was filled with man just people who were just kind of just stuck in that childish way of thinking man yeah see this thing i don't want to make it seem like this is a regional problem because i think that this is i think i actually genuinely think this is a yeah i didn't mean to make it sound that way either but yeah no that yeah, go ahead. What are you about? I think if I was gonna, if I would say anything, I would say this is a prop. This is an American problem. Um, oh, I for mean, sure, it is for sure. It is. It, it, you know, like I could even, I could even recall. You know, last time I was home was a couple years ago. But when I was home, you know, I was at a bar, local bar, with, with a good friend of mine and his friend. And you know, we're just sitting there chilling. And this is in the same city that we went to high school in, a city called Lancaster, California. And, um, you know, we're just sitting there drinking, having a good time. And then all of a sudden this dude walks up and he's like, like trying to cause problems. And it was just like, uh, like, who are you? And he would, and because he heard us talking about the high school that we went to. And he went, he went to a different high school, you know, in, 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 in a different, in, in the same, well, not the same city, but in a very close city, like a city, maybe 10 miles, 10 minutes away. And it's just like, dude, yeah. we graduated high school in 2010. 
you graduated high school in like 03. Why are you sitting here trying to beef with us over where we went to high school? Like, do you know how much other shit we've done in this amount of time? Clearly, clearly you haven't done shit in this amount of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that for some people, that's all they have to cling to. Like, a lot of people kind of peak in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, athletes. um, Yeah, a lot of times it's athletes, and a lot of, you know, times just popular people they peak in high school when they get out they think the world is going to be the same so they kind of just treat it like that and just kind of cling to it in every situation is pretty much what that guy was probably on you know and it's just which is you know why it was so important for me and probably you guys too just to leave your hometown because you know yeah we kind of hang on to that kind of perception of you you know that that high school perception of you you know they still think of you as that same high school person and they kind of you know treat you that way you know so it was important for me to get out of that but again yeah it's just a lot of times yeah these guys they don't ever grow out of it so you know that's all they have and they just cling to it i can give a good example of when i got motivated to not think like a high schooler so Isaiah, you recall that I worked at CeCe's Pizza. That was like right near where you worked at Walmart, right? Yeah. So I was working in the dish area. Like I was cleaning dishes till like, I think four o'clock in the afternoon. And there was this guy that I worked with. He would usually stretch dough, make the dough and then set it, send it to the cooks or whatever. So as I was working, he would always reminisce about his time going to Pensacola <laughs> High School or Booker T. Washington. Oh, yeah, this man was probably old, huh? <laughs> Yo, this is unbelievable. I, I can literally tell you what he would always talk about. This guy has worked at CeCe's Pizza, this exact same CeCe's Pizza, since he was in 11th grade in high school. God damn. And all he had done yeah, was that's... play basketball after every time he worked at CeCe's or school or something. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what have you done with your life? You're still thinking like a high school and talking about your pickup games and talking about what bitch you fucked this other time. Like, bro, you're like 28 years old and you're like near 30. <laughs> you're, probably, you're thinking like a high schooler here, man. That's yeah, I mean, he's probably the kind of guy. He's, yeah, that 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 sucks. You know, he's probably the kind of guy. He's like, oh man, back in '82, if they would have put me in the fourth quarter, <laughs> <laughs> said, back in '82, big ten core mile. Yeah, man. No, that that's actually sad to see. Yeah, man, stuff like that should motivate you, you know. And yeah. that's why, like, you know. It, it's a blessing to kind of have the kind of mindset like that because a lot of people don't, you know. Like for me, I was the same way, man. Like I used to see things like that, and it just it motivated me to not stay in the same place, man, and stay in the same mindset, man. For um, sure, man. Yeah, and some it, it, and a lot of people don't have that, you know. For us, it's it's actually it's awesome to just have the the kind of uh, drive to just see something and yeah let it motivate you and you know say oh i don't want to be that in 20 years man i mean seeing people od'd on drugs in the past year we've been seeing that's already been kind of make me think oh thank yeah. god i'm not in that town anymore like that. just just hometown stuff man you know that's why it's so important you know kind of like what we were talking about in the first episode justin is why it's important to get out and you know travel 
but it all, For it, sure. all it all links together yeah it all links together. It, it, it comes to be being open-minded too you don't want to be a closed-minded small town thinking and then you just know what you do in your hometown you don't know what's out there of course you're going to think oh we're just going to go with politics stay on the tv because we just stay at home and watch tv and then or i don't know we just believe everything what celebrities do it's just kind of like why don't you go out there and actually see what's out there and you know give an opinion for yourself not what you've been told on tv or youtube or instagram bullshit you know oh yeah yeah you can't like yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't let the media influence. I mean, I feel like that's a problem with society nowadays, though. I mean, you know, I just think media. You you see a lot of people toward like just social media and what they see on TV raise them, man. So toxic today, man. It was more toxic than a decade ago. Nah, no, nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm not gonna go that far because I'm gonna tell you, man. Like when I was in high school, it you know saying calling people faggots and shit like that, and that was totally normal. You know, my school had its streets protesting gay marriage and shit. You know, like. But you were not in the politically correct era. You were the time where it was about to get politically correct. You were in a time where no one gave a shit about calling each other faggot, gay, kike, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was. Well, this was like what? Yeah, I, 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 I grew like up more in than the era he people just disrespecting everybody and without even knowing it was disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, this wasn't even, yeah, this wasn't even long ago, man. I mean, I feel like I would kind of say that it was kind of our time too, you know. So. No, I mean, it's kind of goes back to, I remember a time where people were not so. Uh, how I put it to this, people were not so behind their phone, behind a computer talking shit. They were mostly in front of people talking <laughs> shit. I do think that's a better thing to do than just hiding behind a screen and talk talking shit to somebody, in my opinion. Yeah, it's true. See, to, so this is where I disagree. It's because I think that where we are now is overall better. But I think that the dangerous place that we are in right now is the mechanisms that have made us better like the things that have made us better are things that we don't really understand but we use these things every single day like all the information that's fed to us through our phones and through our technology through our laptops like none of us can explain how any of that shit works but but we consume it every but day. i think it comes through like taking advantage of our laziness yeah, well, yeah, I think that that's a huge part of it. But I think what's I think what's what the most important thing to understand is that all of the like, no matter whether or not you agree or disagree with something, all of the information that is that is being fed to you is going to affect your behavior. And if you don't if you don't recognize that, then you, you can be swept and swayed by any wave that somebody creates from one of these corporations and shit that you'll never be in contact with. That's fact. That is fact. I mean, we, it's yeah, it's just so easy to spread all this information. Uh, yeah, it's like I feel like I feel like back in I feel like back then, you know, we you we didn't have a lot we didn't have these like the technology to just kind of unanimous unanimously just disagree on certain topics you know to where it just keeps people divided right. you know so like 
like the media now, you know, like with the politics back then, it would just be like through conversation. We could uh, just disagree on president. Now it's like all through social media right. to where people go back and forth arguing on it. And, you know, it's just so easy to divide a whole like a whole portion of people than it was back like, then. Like, bro. So. Sometimes I feel like that's just made to do on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's sometimes how it is. Oh, for like, sure. For sure. Were you going to say, Justin? No, nah, I mean, I, I, just, I wasn't even going to say a lot. I was going to say, I mean, they silenced the whole president. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what <laughs> what era can you ever <laughs> say that, that that was ever possible other than right now? That, yeah, I mean, that that's... I mean, it's true. That's pretty bad. It's not even for the Constitution of America. It's kind of like, wow. I mean, bro, I mean, honestly, but yeah, like you said, it sounds the president. I mean, that's that that right there is power. Yeah. You know, when you think about that, you There's know. such thing as communist countries. That was kind of a communist thing to do no, in no a way. Question. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was not, it wasn't an American move, but it's because these corporations aren't American. They don't have to be. You know, it, it's starting to get to a point where these, these these corporations and these tech companies are essentially their own nations if they choose to be. They rule the whole nation. They they literally tell and do what they want to do. They tell people what they yeah. have to think of. That's just, that's, right. that's just how it works. No, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's and I think that currently, and I know that, you know, this podcast ain't about all this shit right here, all these politics and all this shit. I usually be just out here chilling, but the simple fact is, yeah. man, like, if we don't agree that we need to okay, apply no. some type of legislation to what these motherfuckers have planned, like we're gonna enter a world that I don't think anybody's gonna be okay with. It's for sure. Yeah, man. See, it's gonna be interesting to see how all this stuff plays out with, you know. Regardless of the politics in this world, regardless of what happens in America, which Whereas I'm just figuring out what I do with my life, and you guys should too. It doesn't matter what the hell they're doing, because all politicians oh, yeah, sure. are <laughs> dirtbags. Who yeah, cares about them? I mean, that's the mentality. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the mentality you should always have, man. Just focus on yourself. But you know, since we're on the topic of you know large groups of people and movements and social media, I feel like it's pushing a lot of these movements movements nowadays. So. I'm ask y'all this, man. You see movements like, you know, LGBT and all that kind of stuff, man. Do you guys think that it's kind of like getting out of hand to where they're making too many movements? You know, Justin, of- do you mind if I answer this question yeah, first, or do you want to get some insight? The whole fat acceptance thing. Okay, so I'll give you a little. Um, background about the lgbt i'll give you a difference like maybe i'm going to be a little bit off subject here in europe than it is in america but i can tell you that the difference between groups like lgbt and so on and so forth here in europe compared to america i think that the government gives those groups especially a left-wing thing gives they give more advantage to those groups because typically they complain all the time and it's usually like think of a crying baby wants like a cookie from the jar and the parents are just lazy and just gives what the baby wants or something like that whereas here it's more of like they protest for their rights as a a gay person transgender person or whatever the hell they are and 
it's more of like they don't complain too much. They're actually happy what they have. They're given rights. It's just that they, they ask for every bit of immunity. Like if someone just misgenders them, they have to get arrested. Just what it sounds like to me on the other side in the States right now. Yeah. I just think, I just think, I just think it's more of like, I think that groups like that are more privileged in the States than they are here. And I think that comes with how people are raised in a way. Well, you know what I think has been going on is I think that there have been groups of people that have been persecuted for like the entirety of human history and even still to this day. Absolutely. And I think that what you see now is the attempt to rectify all of those years of injustices. And I do think that there are certain spaces where we may be overcorrected. But I think that overall, I think that the answer to all of this is actually pretty simple. And it starts at the most fundamental level of human interaction. And it's just that when you walk out the door and you see somebody, you just accept them for who they are and what they want to be seen as and just respect it and then just move on. Like, I, I really do think that that we, that that right there is the fundamental basis to solve all of our issues. I mean, that's, you know, every religion preaches that same concept, you know what I'm saying? But what I don't like, I, what I yeah. don't like is the overcorrection. And I, I'm not going to really speak to like the LGBTQ community because I'm not really a part like of Like politically correct well, or something? No, like, so, like, I'll put it like yes. this. Like, what I don't like is shit like Black Lives Matter rioting all year and then the Capitol. Antifa. Yeah, Antifa is a part of that as well. And then you see what you see at the Capitol and we're just going to pretend like there's no comparison. Like, that's the type of shit that I don't Exactly. Like. You know, like, I, I don't like the overcorrection of saying... You know, just because you are a part of a marginalized community, this means that you can just do whatever you want. Because I think that's going to create an even yeah, more dangerous environment for everybody. It doesn't just go to LGBT or Tifa. It, it not even just like liberal groups. It goes to right wing groups like conservative. Like, yeah, it goes everywhere. It's Christ. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, as long as you just gotta treat people how they want to be treated. But yeah, no, it doesn't give anybody the right to go crazy. Cause that that's kinda how I felt like a lot of a lot of us felt like during all those riots that were happening after the whole George Floyd thing, man. It was just things were just kinda getting out of hand and they were those were the people that were ruining our, our streets. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with George yeah. Floyd, you know what I mean? And here's another thing too, I realized this. Also, I do firmly believe that these groups I think that you should absolutely leave politics out of this equation because honestly, I don't think in terms of freedom, because America should be the most freedom, most free country in this world, as they say, but they still complain about every single thing. It's like they just they complain about being misgendered. They complain about being persecuted for their beliefs. But really, you're not really getting persecuted by our own our own government you're getting persecuted by people who just have weird opinions or who wasn't raised right like yeah. you're, you're basically privileged in this world and you're complaining about the very little things it's like you just need a perfect life like you have to go through obstacles sometimes but you shouldn't put politics into your groups because honestly i think that's what mm -hmm. makes everyone split up well let me add, yeah you know it's very 
a lot of controversial things that you shouldn't put politics into. So let me ask you this, man. How do you feel about the opinion of uh, body positivity? Mm. All these movements like fat positivity. How do you feel about bro. stuff like that? This is a bro, controversial you, one, too. You got too. Lizzo, bro. You got Lizzo on speed dial, bro. Can we get... Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you have not heard like I haven't heard a song from her in a minute, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we haven't heard her, about her ever since that whole twerk thing. And then, well, you, and, you, if, the, to oh be God. clear, that's because of COVID. Like, I mean, let's be clear. Like, COVID is fucking up the music industry bad. You know, like they. You know, nothing. I mean, I feel like you still see stuff like Doja Cat and Saweetie being consistent and stuff. Yeah, but Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, like, God, that's already been bad with COVID. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you see, you see people releasing a song <laughs> yeah, here, I mean, a song let's... there, but, like, even, like, think think about it like this, and then I'm going to pass it off to you, because I know you got something to say, Isaiah, but think about Drake, right? Easily the biggest artist in hip-hop. You know, absolutely a global phenomenon right, yeah. in rap, and he's even been, he's pushed his album back five times, and he was supposed to release it finally in, in January, and now he's pushed it back to I think what I think it's supposed to be April or something, just because this COVID shit has fucked the scene up for artists. Oh, it just has. Uh, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you there, but yeah, no, I, I just felt like I haven't heard from Lizzo since 2019. But you know, it, it makes sense though. Uh, but even then, it, you know, but back on the whole body yeah. positivity thing, uh, you know, I feel like with her. You see a lot of times that she talks about it and how you should be confident in your body, which I don't. Agree whoa, with. whoa! I mean, you don't. Not, okay, okay. I don't I'm like, with yo, sorry. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute here. <laughs> no, you, should, you should absolutely love your body. No, no, no. Yeah, you should love yourself. But me and a friend were talking about it the other day. The problem with that is, is that in the way they're kind of making it seem like nowadays, it's like. You see actual obese mm. people saying this kind of thing, and you don't want to preach Facts. that to the wrong person, man. Because it's really, it's really a way of. It's like a way you can remove accountability. Exactly. Right. You know, it's just like yeah. You know, it's just yeah. It's a way to just remove taking responsibility and want to take action, man. And, you know. I think another um, one thing I always realized too some people yes they have to accept it believe it or not there's actually people who cannot even help it maybe right. due to genetics because believe it or not there are people out there in this world that do have this but there are people yes but I do agree with you that there are people out there who really like have no situational awareness about themselves or even just like just they don't want to admit they're they don't yeah they don't want to admit they're lazy or wrong like that's just the yeah problem. You see this is where I sit on this is because right. again like just like what what I was saying when we were talking about you know LGBTQ you know you you should respect everybody because life really is a precious thing like it's not oh, it's sure. not something to take lightly like you know just it's a statistical anomaly and that's an understatement that we even exist right so you should appreciate everybody for being here and 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 accept whatever their journey is but from a societal perspective if you are telling like morbidly obese people 
that, you know, you are clearly going to be significantly shortening your lifespan and your quality of life, that it's okay <laughs> because body positivity and all this shit, then you are an irresponsible person and you should just shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. I, like that's that's where, that's where I sit on that's it. But believe yeah, that, that's that, and that's not love either. I mean, that that's well, that, I mean, and also also know this too. Believe it or not, I I did a little research about this before we <laughs> talked about this. Um, believe it or not, there's mental health hell yeah sicknesses no about question. this. Believe it or not, it's actually it's delusional. It's a big delusion. That's why. That's oh, why yeah. you can't really convince them to stop because honestly, it's it's kind of like think about someone's on drugs and. Like they're they're not just addicted to it because it makes their body feel good. Like you're mentally addicted to it. Yeah. And it's the same. It's basically the same procedure. Like you still have you still you could be addicted to something no matter what. It's just that you're mentally addicted to it. It could be anything, honestly. It could be as simple as just being addicted to alcohol, or I don't know, video games or on your phone. I mean, I mean, a phone's a big addiction to people. People always. Have right. to be on their phone regardless of what the situation is, because you could be tuned into something really good. Like for example, you could be tuned into, for example, going to class, like going to a, a class that you learn something really interesting. But no, there's a lot of people who just go on their phone because, mm-hmm. because <laughs> everything's so interesting on a fucking screen. Yeah, well, yeah, it's safe to say that you know there's definitely illnesses with it, but it's. It, it should it should be your responsibility to encourage when you see some oh, somebody who's unhealthy. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want to convince that. That's that's why I think it's just dangerous to see things like that. You know, when you, I feel like it's just giving people an excuse to, right. to be unhealthy. Like that's that's what I that's said. Just, at the end of the day, that's not that's yeah. I mean, that's not that's Hell not no. that. Social, it's socially you know, no, it's not. Yeah, that's it's not one normal. thing to to say, right. you know, some of these things may have a mental component. Yeah, absolutely they do because every part of a human life has a mental component. We are we are literally complete every every part of our life is the is a derivative of whatever's going on in our mind and in our brains. That's just a fact. But like right. where it comes to how we are yeah. choosing to progress at a societal level like to see like i've seen certain things like on twitter and shit where people are like you know uh uh, people that go to the gym are fat phobic and people that use the term obese are fat phobic and it's just like think that like what what are like where are we moving towards as a society (laughs) <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I, All right, man. Already. So you know what this is. This is another episode yeah. of the Came and Zay Show with special guest William Cross. Oh. It's been good talking to you, my bro. And Isaiah, it's always good talking to you and to anybody listening. We gonna see you next time. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, thanks sir. for coming, Will. Man, thanks. Thanks for showing up, bro. We really absolutely. Hope I can be on here another time. Oh, absolutely, man. That's no doubt. All right, later, y'all. All right.